Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. My last episode flying solo. Wow, I have missed Zoe so much. We can have so much to catch up on on the next episode. It's been a bit weird not having anyone to kind of vent to on the, you know, these weekly catch ups. But really, I've just been working, trying to navigate the school holidays. Gigi has been a lot, I would say, um, this last week. And I really hate being the the mum who's wishing school holidays away, but I sort of am. I'm sort of done with it. Like I'm getting a lot of attitude from her and I'm just ready for her to give that attitude to her teachers. And I bet she's going to go to school and be like a little angel and really lovely. And that's great. I'm so happy for those teachers because at home, I am not getting that at the moment. I am getting back chat not listening she actually asked me the other day so I we were out on a little scoot and a bike ride and I just say to both of them like just don't go around the corner you know like just just stay where I can see you don't go around the corner Axel would never dare would never dare go around the corner he probably stops 10 yards in front of the corner Gigi storms around the corner Axel gets really worried because he hates that you know we can't see her and and we can't like you know he just hates it, he gets scared so he gets really upset and as we get around the corner I'm like Gigi I said to you you can't go around the corner and she just looked at me like what the hell are you gonna do about it and then she looked at Axel and she went anyway like I'm we yeah we both we both need the break from her poor Axel poor me poor Judgy James and I don't say that lightly but anyway we have got a guest on this episode and we already have something in common because we are both flying solo without our partners I really 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 enjoyed this chat our guest has like such amazing energy has an incredible story and when you find out how many children he's juggling at the moment and their ages, it is even more incredible that he has so much energy and is so upbeat. I think we should just get into it because I am chatting to one half of the travelling gays, dad of three under two. It's the incredible Sanjay. Yay! Welcome to the podcast, one Yay. half of the travelling gays. We're also. Hello. 
we're both a partner down today. We so are. we've got something in common immediately. <laughs> a nice break for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> we can slip them off when they're not here. <laughs> Anyway, how are you today? Because we're both having a bit of a scatty day, aren't we? Yeah, I I mean, it's been, uh, I can't believe it's sort of mid-afternoon already and it's just sort of the days are just flying by at the moment and there's a lot of just, I feel like whenever I try and have a conversation, like random words come out at the moment. So hopefully I'll be somewhat coherent for our chat. Ah, we're looking forward to it. So for those listening who don't know who you are, do you want to just give a little insight into where you are right now, how you came to be online? Yeah, sure. So um, me and my husband, Doug, have been together since, oh gosh, 2008, I want to say, 2009. So, um, well, we did have a short break, uh, maybe a three-year break in the middle of that time. We refer to as our sabbatical years, but uh, we don't don't have time for that today. Sabbatical years. (laughs) So we met when um, uh, we both lived in Manchester, actually, and uh, my husband, uh, Doug, is a flight attendant. um, And so we've always loved doing a lot of traveling together um and so a few years ago maybe six seven years ago Doug just had all these pictures and this is back when Instagram was all about pictures of our yeah. trips and just started popping them online on an Instagram account and that kind of is how the traveling gay started and basically we've just used it as a way to document some of the key parts of our life um since then so obviously a lot of our a lot of it was focused on travel back then but since um we got married in 2019 um we just had our uh fourth wedding anniversary recently and we kind of have documented kind of our lives through getting married which is was something that neither of us ever thought we'd be able to do wasn't something that when we were growing up was legal to do um and then uh we started our surrogacy journey shortly after we got married just kind of maybe um three and a half years ago so february 2020 i think we started um that and then um it's i mean you could say it's gone quite well because in that time uh since then in kind of just over three years we now have three children so three under two three under two we have a, a <laughs> daughter who's going to be uh two in a couple of months and then 10 week old twin boys oh my goodness yeah um, i mean we'll obviously come back to that but you just mentioned you know growing up you never thought you'd be able to get married because it wasn't legal yeah did you ever think about being you know fathers like parents no i think for both of us when we were growing up like it was a it was a very different time to what it is now sort of in our sort of teens in the kind of early 2000s like as late teens in the early 2000s coming out as gay and thinking that actually being gay that just means you're not going to be able to have family there were some people so actually I grew up with um one of the boys I was in like baby unit when I was six months old with I'm still in touch with he had two mums in terms of like two dads I never really saw that anywhere and it wasn't like it is today in terms of LGBTQ plus representation which is uh, you know still has a long way to go but is a lot better than it was and we so you didn't really see anyone who was gay with kind of children you maybe saw there was like the odd bits of representation like you know Graham Norton was on the telly and Queer as Folk came out which was quite really trailblazing at the time and there was some bits and pieces but the kind of representation that you get to see now with social media just didn't exist and so for us like we very much thought that right we're gay you know can't get married can't have kids that's not the the life there's going to be for us and it wasn't 
until I guess quite, you know, quite a long way into our relationship that we started talking about, I guess, first of all, like marriage being a possibility and then um, children being a possibility and what are the different options for having children open to us. Um, and then it was kind of, so th- those conversations were kind of ongoing for a number of years and it was on our honeymoon after we got married that we were like, right, are we really going to do this? And then we came back and like sort of announced that we were going to have these children through or a child through surrogacy um, to our mums who kind of, it must have come as a bit of like a big, almost like it was like a snap decision on our part that we'd just gone away on honeymoon and decided this was going to happen. And it was a bit like, yeah, all right, whatever, guys. What, you know, mm. But actually it was a conversation that had been brewing for a number of years. And had you explored like other routes to being parents or was it always going to be surrogacy? I think, no, we we talked a lot about um, adoption as well and about um about surrogacy and there are you know there's a lot of different routes that lgbtq plus people go through to have children um for us we did decide that if we if it was possible um we would like to have um create our genetic family and our genetic children which is why we decided to go down the surrogacy route in the end and it's it's weird because you almost feel like when you're gay, it's almost like you feel bad admitting that you wanted to have children that are genetically linked to you because they're, you know, because mm. uh, of adoption. A lot of people say, um, oh, why didn't you just adopt? As if like adoption is yeah. some straightforward route for people. Exactly. Well. Why didn't you give, you know, a home to, to a child who needs it? And blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I, I understand that actually. I've We've, you know, spoken to people before and, they, and they've said that, you know, you can feel quite selfish, but, yeah. you know, everyone should have the opportunity to have biological children if they want them right yeah exactly and it's a lot of people that is the the right route for them and adoption you know we we've got friends who have adopted and have, have amazing families through adoption and different people i guess have different feelings about they work the way they want to create after their family and yeah that's something that I've only just got comfortable admitting in the past sort of year or so to be able to be like, yeah, that is that is the reason we wanted to do it um, and not feel bad about it, I guess. Yeah, of course. You definitely shouldn't feel bad about it. Like, not at all. How was the surrogacy process? Because you hear that, you know, it's, it's really hard and that's, you know, you have so many hurdles to overcome. How like, how did it go for you guys? Yeah, I think, I think that's that's definitely true and there's obviously there's surrogacy it can be done in different countries so um we actually did ours in the usa you can a lot of people very successfully go through the surrogacy process in the uk as well but there's different laws at the moment so uh in the uk and they have announced they're looking to review those laws but in the uk at the moment when the babies are born they are um legally the person who gave birth to them and if um, that person's married their partner they're legally theirs and you have to go through a whole mm. process to have them legally recognized as yours whereas in the usa it's a bit more progressed in most states where um when our, all our children were born they're all born in south carolina they were all um we had pre-birth orders in place which basically said that legally they were born that when they were born they were legally um, mine and doug's and then because also like our amazing surrogate amber and her husband they don't want they don't want the legal response of the children yeah. um, and then you go th- and then th- you get a post-birth order and then so the second you get their birth certificates about three weeks after they're born we were both named as the fathers on those birth certificates whereas in the UK you have to go through a legal process which we still actually have to do now so at the minute we'll be we're applying for we've already done it with our daughter but parental orders for um, our sons where even though we were we're on the we're in this kind of limbo state where in America we're legally recognized as parents but in the UK um 
our uh, Amber and our husband are legally recognised as the parents, so we still have to go through that process to have to kind of get those parentals in place. So, what does that mean? Obviously, at home, that mean you know it doesn't mean anything. You you know you're 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 their parents, and that's that. But what does that mean, like in terms of like I don't know, getting a passport or that kind of stuff? Yeah. So at the minute, like, so with the Ari's now got her British passport, but the boys will um, come in on their American passports, and then we can't get their British passports until those parental orders are in place. So if we didn't start that process within six months and um, kind of get that legal recognition, then that's where we might, you know, that's where you would run into issues. But they, there is some level of understanding that, you know, they very much when you get to the UK border with these children that your birth certificates are for, but aren't technically British citizens yet, they kind of let you in on that understanding. And so they're not going to, you know, there's hopefully no chances of everyone's going to come knocking on the door and say, right, this isn't right, because we're going through that process. But you, you know, you'd still just feel a bit, you don't quite feel comfortable until you've got that piece of paper, which you yeah. know states that in the country that we live and we, because actually if you, I, I don't know if you saw in the news recently, but in Italy at the moment, there's been quite a lot of changes and they're going around and um, removing uh, children from the care of parents and um, where, who've already gone through that process or taking them off birth certificates. And there's quite a lot of... Uh, kind of a negative move backwards in this space so i think it's really it you can never kind of sit on your uh, kind of comfortably you have to make sure that you've got everything sort of properly legally done um to make sure that there's no issues further down the line yeah i mean oh my gosh i didn't i knew obviously i know there's a lot of stuff going on initially at the moment but i didn't realize that that sort of thing was involved and happening as well that is really really scary and awful so yeah so so but then overall with the with the process itself like so in america which is the route we went down it is also then a bit more of a straightforward in terms of matching with a surrogate because you're they're allowed to have kind of agencies um which support you on that and help you match with someone who wants to um carry carry your child or your children for you whereas in england it's more they it's kind of like there's amazing um organizations like surrogacy uk who organize meetups and that's where intended parents and um surrogates would go and like meet each other and then kind of develop organic relationships and lead to someone offering to be a surrogate whereas in america it's a bit more of a kind of matchmaking process i guess where you we recorded a video um it was kind of shown to amber um she was like yes i'd like to meet them we had a call with her we were all like yeah this feels like a good match and we kind of moved forward with that process and then first time around it was a bit more challenging because it was in the middle of uh the pandemic had just kicked off um, yeah. so we had some uh challenges like even getting to america to make our embryos we um when they opened up international travel again there was still a kind of travel ban um into the us if you'd been inside europe for 14 days so we ended up flying out to istanbul for over two weeks just so that we could then fly from there to america to go and make our embryos which was a very short appointment um and uh (laughs) (laughs) uh, so it was like took us three weeks to go and do that and then but actually in terms of kind of the the process since then it's been relatively smooth like we've been extremely lucky in that we did two embryo transfers in total um and ended up with three children 
madness, isn't it? Yeah. So um, we wow. did the, the, the kind of, you have that drop off with IVF as a, a lot of people, I guess, experience where we had yeah. from our egg donor, like 21 viable eggs to be fertilized. And we kind of fertilized half with uh, my DNA, half with Doug's. And we ended up with... Um, one embryo for Doug and six embryos for me. So that was a bit like, oh, what happens if this embryo doesn't take? So we transferred Doug's first and luckily it did. Um, and then, yeah, uh, our daughter came along in October and then we, were, we weren't we were sure that Amber was like, we, you know, we never expected in a million years that she would want to or offer to do it again for us. So we kind of went back on a waiting list to uh kind of match with a with another person to to carry our next child because we'd always wanted two because we wanted them to be wanted one genetic child each that was then um linked by their egg donor so that the kids would all be genetically related as well um and then amber came to us sort of last march and said hey um I think I can do this. I'd love to do this again for you um but I've got a kind of this window of time where it kind of works for me personally. And so we kind of kicked off the process with her again and then did a did a single embryo transfer in, I think, October last year and then got on our six-week call where she, where they did the scan. We knew she was pregnant. They'd done the blood test for the pregnancy and she came on the call and she said, I hope you're sitting down. And we were like, oh my goodness, what what is this? But we could tell from her face that it wasn't like, bad bad news yeah and then i i knew exactly i knew what it was when it when she said that and uh they turned the camera around and there were these two tiny little uh tiny little beans on the screen and the embryo that with the single embryo that had been transferred had, had split after transfer and we had identical twins on the way oh my gosh so how did you guys feel when you know you realized you were going from one to three it was like I, I think shock more than anything because it was, I, I don't know. Like I guess we got to experience what it's like for people that uh, try for babies the natural way, experiencing that the, the kind of more yeah. of the surprise of things. Because yeah, I guess when yeah. you're when you when you go through like a surrogacy or an IVF, everything is so I guess controlled and you know there's there's and planned and kind mm. of the 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 key surprise at the start is like whether or not you've you know you've been successful in getting pregnant but then to i guess we never in a million years expected that that um, that would happen um and so yeah it was it was a mixture of nervousness and excitement because i think obviously super excited that you know this was well beyond any dream we could possibly have had but also nervous in that obviously with multiples there's more opportunities for complications so nervous for both the babies and for um amber as well because obviously she had gone into this process kind of being willing to single embryo transfer carry a single baby and then she found herself then carrying twins so it was kind of a mixture of emotions but like very much excited but also like i'm one of those people that kind of go like mine goes to all the different things that can happen straight away and so just starting to plan through what we could do then I mean I don't really know where to start with asking what life likes for your twins because you're you know there's so much to unpick here but I guess what how did you explain like how did you explain to your eldest that there wasn't going to be one baby there's going to be two when she's so young yeah she was so she's so young because she was only like a year and a bit by this point so she was only just past her first birthday but what we did was um at 
Christmas. Um, it was just after Christmas was just after when we kind of had this six week scan, and we got her these two little dolls for Christmas, um, and kind of said, "You've got some brothers coming." So yeah, so we we had these two little dolls, and then we, um used them to like say goodnight to every night so ever since we kind of knew that they were coming we'd had these two dolls that we kind of take and do things and she would say goodnight to them every night and then when the babies came i like i don't know if it was because she was so young but she so she must so what june so she was like 18 just over 18 months when they were born but we couldn't believe how incredibly she adapted. Like we were really worried that she might regress or that she might get jealous, mm. but she has just been so sweet with them ever since they've been born. And she, she gives, she goes over and gives them kisses and we've really got her involved with like help, like helping in inverted commas, not actually like being like, you need to go do this, but like, you know, Oh, they're crying. What do they need? And she's like, does the sign for milk. And she'd go and it's like, Oh, can you take the milk to daddy? And she kind of, takes the milk over and takes a bib over and so get her involved with kind of the caring for them and then she started giving milk to she had like a fake milk bottle that she started giving milk to the little babies that doll babies that she had so that was kind of the way that we've sort of integrated them into into her life we'll be right back after this short break ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? I think so many people worry. Like, I was really worried about it when I was pregnant with my second. Like, how my eldest was going yeah. like, to cope. Yeah. And I think so many people feel like it's going to be such a huge thing. I'm an only child, so I have <laughs> like absolutely, I, right. So I've got no concept of siblings at yeah. all, and I still find it like their relationship like really funny because they'll like fight with each other, and I'm like, why would you like? I don't understand. Like, why are you fighting with each other when you're? Si I just don't get it. And like, my husband will be like, well, that's just because that's what siblings do. Yeah. So I was really worried like before I had mine. Do you like what? I guess you're an only child as well. Like, what yeah. were you nervous about that, she, you know, she would feel? Because I think when you've got two, it's like literally you really, you know, your time is really split. Yeah. And and that's, the, and that's one of the things you do feel a bit guilty about. And like, because, you know, even um, this morning when I kind of, w I just fed the kind of babies and Aria was down with us and I was trying to like, yeah and Doug had one baby I had the other and then Ari was trying to play with us and we mm. couldn't really do it you know we couldn't play with her because we're both feeding a baby and so you do feel 
guilty that you you know you're not being able to give her that same level of attention as she had previously um but we've just had to try and like get everything planned and ready as much as possible so that you know when before we bring her down we've got her milk ready so that she can sit and have her milk and then there's some like different activities that we're starting to kind of have ready for her to be playing with or stuff that we can engage with her and by talking with her like some toys that we can say oh well you know how like like these stacking color things and saying oh can you see if you can match those together that you can kind of do with one hand and show her whilst still kind of feeding a baby at the same time and then there's the flip side of that where you also don't want that you know with her I remember I used to come down in the morning and I'd just sit with her and hold her for you know hours and you know she'd have a snuggle on my chest whilst while we watch tv and then she'd feed and and they're not getting that same thing either because there yeah. there's two of them of so they're not getting the same level of attention that she got when she was a baby so you just have to i think realize that you can't be in 20 places at once and you can't do everything all at once. And sometimes like you do like yesterday evening when Doug had to pop out, there was a point where I had three screaming children and you have to kind of work out what is the, you can't, you can't deal with everything all at once. And there you just have to, it, you're never going to be okay with it because it's horrible and yeah. you don't want any of your children to be upset. Like some triage <laughs> process, like whose need is greatest at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so you've got have you got three nappies at the moment? Is that three right? nappies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we've kind of started trying to think about how we're potty training, but it's yeah, three our nappy bins are getting very full very quickly. <laughs> wow, and expensive, really expensive. Uh, yeah, it's like when I went to the supermarket the other day, and I just well, you know, between formula and nappies and baby wipes and everything, you're like, oh my goodness, this is uh, this is that's chaos. And what's what's the sleep situation at the so moment? So we were spoiled with Aria because she slept really well from like two and a half months old, and I'd say she was sleeping. By about four or five months, she was practically sleeping seven till seven, um, mm. which we were almost like from our, our friends in the antenatal class. We we're like, right, we cannot talk about sleep because everyone would just like evil us. And we yeah. were, we were kind of doing, you know, things were going well. And everyone was almost qu- quite like all our friends who were then told when we we're having twins were almost like, ha ha ha. But when we had a round, it's like you just you know you did this is your this is your time to not have any sleep, and yeah, we've been just trying different things because when they were first born, I like I don't know what we were thinking. The first day we were back from the hospital with them, we were like, right, this is what we're going to do. One of us is going to feed both, do all the feeds throughout the night, and the other one's going to sleep, and then. The, the next night we're going to swap and so it's like one of us is going to get like brutalized one night and then but then you know that the next night you get you a good night's up. sleep yeah i mean i was first one on that first night shift and literally within two hours i was like this isn't possible like i don't know what we were thinking but it was so we tried that for a bit but then we've now taken the approach where we get we're designated to one of them each night. So one night I've got Cody and Doug's got Milo and then we switch um, for the next night. And one of them often sleeps better than the other. So it's almost like a, that kind of, it, it keeps it fairer from that perspective. But B means that we both get to spend time with, um, with both of them properly. Like yeah. they are, 
like they're probably down to a kind of two to three wake ups a night at the minute um each um yeah. which but they're often at different <laughs> times and is and then you've got this situation where like you kind of wake up and you're like, which direction is that noise coming from? And if it's coming from the other side of the bed, I'm like, ha ha, back to sleep. Your side, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then equally, like if they do wake each other up. So there's kind of this debate about whether we try and settle them. But then if you try and settle them for too long and they're not having it, they're going to wake the other one up. So like Doug was trying to settle whoever he had last night. Uh, and I was like, after about <laughs> 20 seconds, I was like, Doug, you need to take him downstairs. He's going to wake up. <laughs> like, like really getting like arsey because, it, you know, I was worried that he was going to, the other one was going to wake up. Um, but then also, because you have to also get to the point where you can sell them because otherwise they don't sleep through the night and so they just rely on that milk. And so, you know, sometimes we might go all night without actually seeing each other at the same time. And then some nights we're like crossing, you know, we've got crossovers and then, but then often they're not like going back down. And so it's, it's a real mix, but we're definitely getting the full kind of experience at the moment. <laughs> Did you how 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 did yours sleep? Well, so mine are four and seven now. So we are like out through the other side. You're out the other side. It's like yeah, completely out the other side. And from September, they'll both be at the same school, and you know, like all that kind of stuff. But I had my 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 first. He wasn't horrendous. Like at sleep, I think I gave in my head. I'm quite strict with things, so like that was my boundary. that, That my basically my kids were going to sleep. They were going to have no choice, and I. I was going to do anything that was like my one thing I didn't care about pretty much anything else so he wasn't horrendous but then my daughter came along and again I never told anybody about this but from six weeks old she slept from seven till seven <laughs> uh, it was almost stressful to like to, I'd, I'd be avoiding the question yeah, the when people would be like, yeah. oh, how's she sleeping? And I'd be like, oh, sorry, oh, yeah. my someone's on my phone. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I'm seriously, I'm really tired thinking like, so no, they were really good, but I cannot imagine, like you don't get three good, you, you can't possibly, maybe you no. will, maybe you well, will get three good sleepers. Well, let's, I mean, it's, it's early days. They're definitely they're definitely waking up more than I think because Aria was eight pound thirteen when she was born. So I think she was quite big from the start. Whereas these they I mean they were great. They were six pound nine and seven pound nine, which wow. for twins is amazing. Yeah. Um, and Amber, like bless her, she when she went into hospital because she didn't like she doesn't she didn't look that massive and so people were like oh you don't look like you're carrying twins and she was like swearing at them under her breath they're like like you know those those really unhelpful things that people you know like she's carrying around like these two babies inside of her people you don't look like it and then she felt like really vindicated when they came out of those weights because she was like there you go like i may not have looked it but i definitely felt it um but i think i don't know if that has something to do with it but we're we're kind of just trying to you know do like where we can like give the other one a bit of you know if one of us is like i need to go back to bed for an hour and a half like then you know one of us will kind of look after the three of them in the morning whilst the other one goes back to bed for a bit and we're both off work at the moment which is which is great so it means that we're able to do that and we were having like and we've got you know we're, we're 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 drafting in we've got two very um 
willing and um excited grannies which has been amazing so my mum's down the road Doug's mum comes and stays for kind of periods of time and it just that has really helped because we've definitely found that like going from one to three you know like when you've got one it's like oh you know I'm just gonna like chill here and watch Netflix and you know like uh, have a nice little time especially when they're teeny when they're teeny and they could just lay on you and yeah like yeah you can yeah you can do that but yeah I can't imagine what life is like with three under two with three it's just like you know obviously I was wanting to run around you've got to do her activities with her and it, but it, it makes you also appreciate that time. So like I'll go and take RF to do one of her activities. It's really nice to get that time with her and then Doug will do something else with her. And But then you get the time with the twins. And so having that time with them all kind of separately. And we're going to start as well, like the twins sending like Ira spends time at my mum's by herself but we're going to send them individually to do that as well and get and take them to do some things individually because we want them to be able to have that we want them to develop that kind of individual sense of self and I shouldn't keep you know one of the things we need to stop doing is referring to them as the twins all the time because we do that all the time but like you know referring to them by their names and making sure that they kind of obviously they're too young to understand now but feel like they're able to develop those individual senses of identities i've got a friend who has twins who we just saw recently and she said that she wasn't sure that hers even knew that they were a different person until they were about two three years old and they would like respond to each other's names and things yeah i was gonna say my daughter um her best friends at preschool were twins and well are twins she just (laughs) left preschool um and they're identical and for i want to say about six months my daughter didn't realize there were two of them (laughs) so she had a best friend called maggie and I, i never used to really see like you don't really at nursery you don't really get to know the the parents and stuff and she'd be like oh I'm friends with Maggie I'm Maggie and then she then she came home she went mum there's two Maggie's <laughs> and I was like what <laughs> and then obviously it transpired that they are identical twins oh so you didn't you didn't know either I didn't know no 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 I had no idea like I didn't I just thought she had a friend called Maggie but it turns out they're Maggie and Maddie and they're identical twins and she didn't even realize herself that they, that there were two of them yeah. for ages but I was actually talking to the mum at the weekend and she they're going to school now and they're being separated into yeah. you know different classes and I was going to ask you about that because she was really unsure and she at first she thought oh no I don't you know I don't I don't want them to be separated. They're each other's comfort. But now she's actually really glad that they'll have their own identity, but also having seen other children around them, not knowing who is who, she's like, oh, well, at least then everyone will know that is Maggie and that is Maddie because they are in separate classes. Yeah. And and I think we, you know, we've done a fair bit of reading around this. And I think, yeah, there's the kind Mm. of helping them develop their own sense of self, but also like teachers in classrooms basically not being able to kind of distinguish in their minds between the two different children if they're in the same class and so you want so for example one might be great at maths and one might be rubbish at maths and one might be great at art and the other one be rubbish at art but they're not able to kind of give that individual tailored support to either of them because they're kind of confused about which which is no one's like you know I'm at the minute I'm people you know when we're literally 
today we had one in a carrier reach and someone was like which one's that and i was like i have absolutely looked down i was like how do you tell how do you actually tell at the moment we can i can just there is a slight distinction i don't know what it is about like something that i can just tell between them and i think because milo was slightly bigger and was born these always i think just maybe like something to do with that head shape i don't know but there is certain angles you can tell certain angles you can't but yeah even so if i'm as a parent like having to look and tell like a teacher who's got however many 20 kids 30 kids in a class that they're having to keep track of all the time is of course not you can't expect them to be able to distinguish really well and remember compartmentalize those things so yeah i definitely think we will try to go down that route of and and the other thing is like with their friendship groups as well like yeah uh, you know understanding that some you know they don't have to have the same friends all the time and some of their friends might prefer one of them to the other and might see one of them as a better friend and it's like try not to force them into having these kind of shared everything um but also you know like encouraging that bond because of course they're going to have a, a special bond which you want to encourage as well because you know we've they whenever, were one they were yeah, literally, they were one, literally egg. one like yeah. literally one and then it just, so i just can't imagine there can be a closer bond like they can't no. they, they, they can't be can they so of no. course they're going to have something really special with each other aren't they yeah. how like how it's it's mad because my husband's best mates are identical twins as well and i always i've always found it so fascinating is he says that when they were growing up they used to have their own language that yeah, nobody I've heard could that understand. Well, yeah. And that they kind yeah. of do they develop that language between themselves and yeah, it's it's like you you read there's some obviously we went down like a bit of a YouTube like reading rabbit hole before they were born. Yeah. It's, it's just it's fascinating, like some of the stories that you hear about identical twins and kind of ones that are separated at birth and then you know the similarities even though they've never met. I mean, I've 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 found it fascinating ever since Sister Sister was on when I was watching that when I yes. was a kid. And so like <laughs> so never in a million years did i think i would i would uh, be parenting identical twins how much trouble do you think they're gonna get in when oh. they're older or how much trouble are they gonna get each other out of like there's oh, gonna be all sorts of scenarios I that know. they can like get away with it's I amazing know. i know we just gotta like that's what that's gonna be uh yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know in Don't 18 years. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also just like sort of fast forward, I guess, what sort of relationship are the kids going to have with Amber, if any at all? Yeah, like we, 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 we feel really lucky that we've got these two amazing women that helped us have a family, one who donated our eggs, her eggs, one who... Um, carried our children for us and we you know we've developed this amazing relationship with amber and her her family um and obviously they live in the usa but it was amazing to kind of for aris go back and kind of see amber again and and you know the the boys to see amber and we also went and took aria to meet um our egg donor whilst we we're there as well oh, did and, you? Okay, yeah, yeah and so and which so it was through known egg donation which was which is which we think is was right for us um and you know we're amber's gonna always be in our lives she's a really good friend of ours like i think you know they'll definitely meet her many times throughout their life and know that that was the amazing kind of gift that um she gave to our family and i think what what's great about i think there's a real misconception often with surrogacy around and because you know you go on netflix or you go on whatever and any any kind of dramas that involve surrogacy it's always like a drama about like yeah. uh, you know someone wanting to keep the baby and um i'm you know i'm not 
I, I, I'm not saying that would never happen in any situation. I'm sure there's situations where it does, but I think the majority of the time, um, particularly in surrogacy, that's like, you know, you go through like all the kind of right channels and, and do it, um, in that way the the you know the people that want to be surrogates they're doing it because they want to give this gift amber you know did, actually she was really keen she recorded a video that we put on our instagram about why she wanted to be a surrogate and it was about this real sense of social justice and there was you know again there was a i think it was a bus driver or someone who, who was gay and and couldn't adopt children back then and you know because there was a time when gay people uh in the uk weren't allowed to adopt and she just and obviously in america the same and she just felt this real sense of injustice and she was like well i'm gonna have all the kids for all the gays and that's what she decided she wanted to do and so that was the kind of path she wanted to go down was to help us to create our family and so she very much sees it in that way as well um and i'm sure she, uh, you know i hope they'll have a bond with her and kind of you know feel very special towards her but i think equally yeah. there's there's always you know everyone from the outset has kind of had the same intention which is to kind of create this family for us um here and so you know they'll have an ongoing relationship i'm sure um and hopefully it'll be a really strong one but also one that's kind of based on that in that way yeah yeah gosh wow what an incredible woman so any plans for any more <laughs> no <laughs> we we have some embryos left but we think we're going to probably donate those well we're going to donate those um to uh a person or couple who are on their own fertility journey that um that need embryos because and and that's not something that we I probably wouldn't have thought of doing before this and would have said I wouldn't be able to do but then I've seen like these amazing people who have helped us to create our family and also kind of understood a bit as well that like the family part is so it's weird to kind of think that we've gone through this whole process to have biological children but then at the same time like the biology to an extent doesn't actually matter because I look at like the child who's not biologically linked to me and don't you know obviously love that child in the same way yeah. and and yeah. it's very i've never even considered the fact that they're not biologically linked to me so you know we we'd love we'd love to help other people to kind of have that family in the way that other people felt us so i think three is three is more than we could ever have dreamed of and we are so lucky and fortunate to have this fight i think that that is it for now <laughs> yeah oh so thank you so much thank you for coming on you're no, so like you. positive and you've got such great energy considering you're up half the night so thank you so <laughs> no, much and if um, anyone wants to kind of get in touch for a bit more information from you or just get in touch with you where can they find you uh it's just at the traveling gaze on uh with two l's the traveling has two l's because american spelling i think has one l um and that's on instagram tiktok um all the usual bro thank you so much thank you so much it's been lovely to chat a brilliant guy like i came off of that episode feeling just on a bit of a high I just love, I don't know, we love hearing obviously all different stories, but someone when they come on with such high energy and I guess just had a lot, like a lot of great things to say and what 
an incredible thing to do to help other families as well to start a family of their own and we'll be really interested to see like how that goes and I wonder if they will share that story actually um so yeah thanks again for listening if you have got any feedback on this episode then please do drop it a dm we're on at made by mummers on instagram and as always we would love 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 if you could rate review and subscribe I mean five star rating is preferable we do read the reviews and we do really re- appreciate them and the more reviews the more like five star ratings the bigger the podcast gets which is brilliant for us but also brilliant for you because it means we attract you know lots more guests we can have loads more interesting conversations um so that would be wonderful if you could do that for us this week and we will be back together next week Made by Mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.